and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I'm April Itmanski, and I'm here today with... Justin DeClue. And Colin Cunningham. And uh, we're recording to you... Uh, <laughs> Oh, don't. Oh, my gosh. What was that? (laughs) Oh, my God. Sorry, I've got a cough. We're recording to you uh, remotely today because uh, we're uh, we're doing our part. Um, (laughs) I'm doing my part. (laughs) Are you doing your part? We're practicing some social distancing. So Colin and I are in the normal recording studio and Justin's (laughs) coming in remote from his uh, home studio. From the hot recording studio. (laughs) Yeah. It just makes it it sound cooler. Yeah. I'm Uh, I'm Anybody's in the hot zone, it's you guys (laughs) right downtown. I'm sitting six feet away from April. Wait, so when you go outside, are the streets empty or is it just normal like every day? They weren't empty um, the other day. We were walking around on Sunday, but people who live in my area kind of are like posting pictures of like empty streets and stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's not totally Mm. deserted, but it's definitely less than normal. People still have to get Mm. out and about and, you know, take their dogs for walks and stuff like that. So you see a lot of people just walking around. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I guess like certain people, like people have to go to grocery stores and stuff like that. So, yeah, we have- I see a lot of older people walking around because they're like, ah, it doesn't affect me. Oh, God, that's absolutely not what you should be doing. So if anyone <laughs> no. who's listening who is over 60, um, please <laughs> don't leave your house unless oh you my absolutely God. have to. Wait, should I stay in? We- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think one of my first thoughts when this happened was I could make some old jokes with Colin and he beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. The mind is still sharp you know my friend uh, texted me the other day he said this is the perfect time to film like in a post-apocalyptic movie because you can just get your drone out and shoot stuff you're never gonna see like the highways completely empty it's a good point yeah do not take your drone out no one wants drone in feature <laughs> films yeah just in general it's true drone is a little overused <laughs> Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. So, what do we watch this week, April? Well, this was our um, bad movie lottery winning episode. So, uh, we had the Patreon draw, and the winner was uh, a person named BDA. And uh, I just want to say thank you for donating to the Patreon <laughs> and being a patron. And uh, so, they decided to give us a little bit of an easier film, as they said. And it is a Japanese movie called The Calamari Wrestler. From what year? 2004. 2004. Yep, that's right. Yeah, and I, like compared to the other movies, this was mercifully entertaining. So so thank you very much for choosing this movie. Like, I mean, we're kind of overstating how bad the, um, the, the, the picks have been, but this was by far the most entertaining. Well, we, it, some of them were so bad, we had to enact the, you know, it can't be longer than two hours that's, rule. That's mostly because we got like a three and a half hour movie, even though I liked Doom. Um, but I just wanted to say also that like the, the time limit isn't on every movie that we do it was just for the the listener request so we don't get really really long movies it's because we got like three or four in a row that were like more longer than two hours and 15 minutes it's true it's true um so uh this movie the calamari wrestler um justin you know a little more about japanese movies i'm guessing than we do i would have thought that you would have been the japanese expert uh, you seem like someone that would have learned Japanese. I, if it was, you like anime and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, if it was offered in my high school, absolutely would. But I really 
don't know a ton uh, about uh, the Japanese film world. I mostly just know a little bit about anime. Although this movie, I could like picture it in my head as an anime, and it would totally be mm. the same, and it was awesome. But we'll get to that. Um, does anyone know anything about this director? Uh, yeah. So I actually saw this movie when it came out, and it was in a way that this director had. He had calamari wrestler, crab goalkeeper, <laughs> and executive koala i had written those Uh, i wrote those exact movies down too and he continued from there he made a movie called rug cop which was about a cop who uses his toupee as a weapon um (laughs) oh my god oh he did a parody film uh in the 70s or maybe even 60s there was a big japanese blockbuster called the sinking of japan Uh he made a parody film called everything sinks but japan (laughs) (laughs) so it was a comedy right did he do yeah it's a comedy did did he do wolf cop no, he no. did not do Wolf Cop. That is Canada's own oh. Wolf Cop. <laughs> yeah, that's a Canadian movie. Uh, the, the, my favorite anecdote about that is somebody said they were at a party and someone came up to them who ended up being the producer of Wolf Cop and he went, Wolf Cop 2 just got um, greenlit for a sequel. Oh! <laughs> he howled. <laughs> Which made me laugh so hard and I think about it all the time how many times must he have howled within the production of Wolf Cop and Wolf Cop 2 yeah he's just trying to spark up some excitement I guess I guarantee mm. I guarantee uh, when he called that's a rap a movie rap oh, the, yeah. whole, the whole crew oh, maybe oh. maybe every day oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they Wolf Cop. Of that. All right, so <laughs> moving on. I'm a little bit bummed that this director seems to have disappeared like off the map. He seems to just do like his last film looks like a sexploitation kind of thing, oh. like a direct-to-video. Yeah. Sex cop. I mean, these films were direct-to-video as well. They were not made for theatrical theatrical distribution which is why it looks a little cheap oh okay <laughs> that makes sense i mean it is a little on the low budget side but that gives it some charm mm-hmm. so what's the plot of this movie april well it's a very simple plot that is kind of complicated a little bit with some supernatural aspects that i don't fully understand <laughs> but basically it's about wrestling in japan and there were these two wrestlers who were kind of rivals and one of them beat the other one and he one disappeared because he got an illness, and so then the I don't know their names. The bad wrestler Iwata. Iwata. He married the first guy's um, girlfriend, and he's the champion. And it starts off with him winning a fight, and then the squid just comes into the ring. Guy in a big rubber suit. It happens, mm-hmm. and he uh, he he defeats him basically. But everyone's like, ah, that fight didn't count. So it wasn't then, an official fight. Yeah. So yeah. then they have a rematch, and he wins, and he becomes the squid champion. Um, but well, you're skipping way yeah, too much yeah, information. That's the whole plot. Just the premise. Just the premise. Uh, <laughs> and then the film ends. The end. Yeah, okay, we're done. There's Thank so you. much Wait, more than that. I should ask, April, were you ever a fan of wrestling in any form? Uh, no. Um, I, uh, I've watched wrestling like once ever. I went, I was at a bar with some friends and they were watching whatever it was like WWE Smackdown or whatever. And I was like, Hey, this is actually kind of cool. Like, I like the theatricalness about it. I like that it's very, like, I, you know, quote unquote fake, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's like written, what? but the moves are cool. <laughs> and uh, this, this almost, but I'm like, I'm not averse to wrestling. It's just not part of what I grew up with. But mm-hmm. this is yeah, like, yeah, because uh, it was for dumb guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I mean, no, yeah. I grew, I grew up in the, the, 
the golden age of wrestling. It was, you know. Yeah, the Attitude Era, right, Colin? <laughs> attitude. Well, that's, I actually went. 90s. This is really funny. I actually saw the very first WrestleMania, and it wasn't live, but it was screened live. Uh, it was my friend's birthday, and his dad bought a bunch of tickets for WrestleMania one. But he was being screened at Roy Thompson Hall, which is which a, is a giant place in Toronto. It's like a concert hall in Toronto, yeah. but they had this big screen TV on stage. It was projected onto this stage. It was like, okay, I'm in a concert hall watching wrestling on TV. It was really funny. And did the audience were they like, ah! oh yeah, it was crazy. And I think we were like front row or second row or something like that. It was just insane. It sounds like. Fun. Have you guys seen the amazing clips online? of they're still doing wrestling shows right now during this pandemic, and, but there's no audiences. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I actually haven't actually watched any yet, but they look really funny. Is it just they're, they're, they're doing their moves and like trying to play to the crowd that's not there? Yeah, so at one point, Steve Austin is like, can I get a hell yeah? And it just cuts to like an empty audience. <laughs> oh, man. Well, they're still do- they're doing their part. Yeah, right? it's just like the democratic debates. Uh. They're doing WrestleMania this year to no audience in the WWE training center. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Well, at least, you know, people can still watch it and it can lift their spirits as weird as weird <laughs> yes. as it is. Do they play? It's going to be very do, funny. Do they play like audience like cheers and noise? Over? No, nothing. It's just empty. Oh, it's that's so weird. Even weirder. Yeah. It's like it's like a death of a salesman or something up there <laughs> where it's like because usually because they leave pauses to let the audience be like, Woo! Mm-hmm. but so they leave the pauses and it's just like tenseness as they stare at each other. Oh, no. So yeah. if you're just watching this in an empty house alone, it'd be really, mm-hmm. really awkward and creepy. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, should, <laughs> I mean, I should say I watched the Glow TV show. So that's the other wrestling oh, yeah, the Glow thing. Was fun. Like, I know that's obviously a narrative show, but I enjoy that quite a bit. I love the idea of wrestling, and I love somebody who knows wrestling a lot explaining it to me. I do not have the patience to watch like five hours of wrestling a week. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Most I, I know of it people who filler. are completely obsessed with it, and I, I think mm-hmm. like I was as a kid. Um, you know, with the Hulk Hogan era and King Kong Bundy and all those guys, mm-hmm. and then they had the. I think it was like Hulk Hogan wrestling cartoon show on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like it got to that point that it was just so popular and everybody was watching it. And, and then the, it's still popular now. It's, it's just, huge. yeah, it's you know, huge. It's, it, I think it's a, maybe a little more niche. It's not like everyone watches it, but, but it the, has this huge, huge, fan base. huge fan base around the world. And uh, yeah, I just sort of stopped at one point. I just lost interest and, you know, moved mm-hmm. on with my life. But I know people who are still so into it. I've been kind of fascinated in the way that like in the last 10 years, they've been breaking kayfabe which is like the term for like a storyline within the ring, which, you know, back in the day, they wouldn't break it. So people would assume it's real. But now they do commentary. They talk about it on Twitter as themselves instead of their characters. I see. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not that familiar with Japanese wrestling, but that is like the, like considered the best version of wrestling is Japanese stuff. Like Mexico has, you know, the luchadors, which looks way more interesting than the North American Mm -hmm. wrestling to me. Well, I did notice that as far as the whole like storyline wrestling stuff and how, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like more theater. They say in this movie, like, you know, that the people in charge are like, these fights are predetermined. They're not real. And he's like, the squid is like, no, I'm incapable of losing. So then it kind of becomes almost like a boxing thing because yeah, it's I like mean, they're fighting for real and no one knows it, what's going to happen. Supposedly. This movie presents wrestling as real. Yes, <laughs> like, it's real for these like, characters anyway. Mm-hmm. I want to be champion. I, I was just as you would talk, I was trying to look. Someone once told me that there was a Japanese wrestling federation that's kind of like a joke 
joke one, and anyone can win the title belt as long as you pin the the current winner. So like a mm-hmm. dog has won the belt, a ladder <laughs> has won a belt, the belt won itself. Oh, yeah, the great. belt won itself because it pinned itself. <laughs> oh my god, the silliness is over. Oh my god, I would watch that. Uh, what are you gonna do? That's like? funny. Yeah, as long as you gave it to me in like a twenty-one minute episode every week, that'd be perfect. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this movie uh, is, um, it's a comedy, but what I love about it is it takes itself very seriously, and that's where the comedy comes yeah, from. Yeah, everything is so straight. Yeah, there mm-hmm. are like a few intentional jokes here and there, but it's not wacky. It's not like, uh, it's not a parody like, you know, like a scary movie or something like that. Yeah. It, it takes it, itself quite seriously. It very rarely kind of relies on the humor of it just being a, a, a squid. Yeah, wrestling. it's just a squid in a suit walking around doing normal things, and that's yeah. why it's funny. And that was my fear. It was going in. I'm like, oh, no. Like, it's just going to be, look, he's a squid. That's funny, uh-huh. right? But it was it was actually, you know, kind of an emotional roller coaster. Totally. It was like a very involving movie, you know? Just yeah, like, I mean, like, by the end of the movie, you want the squid to win. <laughs> it's very important. Totally. It's not exactly. like a joke. Well, they just present him as a normal person. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to go back to way into the first act of the movie, so like the squid gets a surprise win on the champion. And then for like 40 minutes, there's like arguments about should they let the squid play? Because yeah. it's illegal for squids to fight humans. And someone makes a good argument. Wrestlers fight bears all the time. <laughs> In the olden days. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. yeah they used to box with uh, kangaroos, you know? <laughs> And, you know, the real backbone of this movie is a romantic s- a story between the woman who... Was she supposed to marry the wrestler that disappeared from public life? I wasn't quite clear on I that. I think so. So Taguchi yeah. was the original... He's the, he has now been re- reincarnated into the calamari wrestler. Uh, Taguchi, I think they were involved in a relationship before, and then he came down with some mystery illness and disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they think that the calamari wrestler is Taguchi. Yeah, because he finishes uh, in the opening. He f- has like a, a famous finishing move that he uses. It's called like a twilight suplex or something like that. <laughs> yeah, the twenty-five megaton kick. Yeah, yeah. and everybody recognized. They're like, "Oh my god, that was that was Taguchi's, uh, you know, famous finishing move." And everybody mm-hmm. just accepts that this wrestler has turned into a squid. Now it's completely understandable and normal. <laughs> I like the, um, I guess, seafood salesman who's like, ooh, that squid's got a good collar. (laughs) (laughs) See, there's jokes like that about that, too. He's like, oh, what does he say? He's like, oh, he shouldn't, like, move too much or that's going to make him taste tough. Tough or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's it's very cute. It was pretty funny, yeah. So then they go, there's, like, this um, recurring character who is, like, a reporter, and they, they go up to this temple where the uh, calamari wrestler is like meditating. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got this sort of mysterious manager with a, looks like a very fake mustache. And he's always wearing, sunglasses. you know, reflective sunglasses. Um, you know, and he kind of gives the backstory. But it's like they kind of pick up that he's from a certain place and he likes a certain type of food, just like Taguchi used to. So they mm-hmm. kind of like instantly figure out that it's him. And then they have this headline in the newspaper, like Taguchi's reincarnated as squid. So I kept waiting for there to be a twist and it not to be Taguchi. Uh, I think we got the name squi- uh, squitted up, <laughs> switched around as well. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. Iwata yeah, yeah, yeah. is You're right. the calamari wrestler. Iwata Taguchi, is the calamari wrestler. Yeah. Taguchi is the, uh, the rival. So I, the rival. 
I kept expecting to be like, oh, the Calamari wrestler is not actually Iwata, but no, it just ended up being him. Yeah. <laughs> There's no big twist. Yeah, but that's the first act. And going into the second act, the twist is when he shows up to the fight to fight Taguchi. Well, we haven't even. Yeah, we, haven't yeah, even, we, we didn't get to the best we part. Got that, what's the best part? <laughs> that he gives in to his desires oh, before right. the big wrestling match. Yeah. So there's two wrestling matches in this movie, but the first one is uh, Taguchi versus Iwata, right? And mm-hmm. so um, as a squid, he meets up with his old girlfriend and she recognizes him right away and she yeah. wants to date him again and she's totally fine that he's a squid. There's like a meta joke in here about tentacle porn. Like it's not really said, but it's just understood that she will have sex with a squid and that's totally fine. You know. Yeah, and there's like a big montage of them like walking in the sunset it's like and a dating like hanging montage. out and laughing. So yeah, you could picture it in like a naked gun movie or something like that. Yeah, but it exactly. there's no jokes other than she's just on a walking date with a and squid. And like the squid will like move back and forth <laughs> in a really funny way and then like gesticulate with its tentacles in front of it. Like you can see this by the way the squid just has legs and wears boots. <laughs> yeah, he wears yeah, wrestling boots. Right. <laughs> and so they get they end up in their apartment and the squid can't control himself and they make sweet love in front of a psychedelic backdrop. Yeah, and his manager warns him before, you know, if you give you can't give into the temptations of this world and you know, you got to mm-hmm. watch yourself. It's just like boxers, I guess. They they always warn them, yeah. you know, don't have sex before a match. That, I mean, I think it also has to do with like monks and how they're supposed to mm. kind of give up any earthly desire and um, so they can reach enlightenment. And I think that has something to do with how he was able to somehow transcend death and become a squid. And uh-oh, they have sex and he wakes up the next morning as a human being. Oh, no. He's a man. But, you know. They fix that pretty fast. He goes back to the monk's temple, and it's a painful process, but he gets turned back into a squid. Yeah, they have to ring the bell, like the gong. Yes, he has, he has to right. focus intensely, he and then they kind of ring the bell. He has to sit inside the bell while they ring it 250 times, yeah. and that would hurt, dude. Yeah, and at one point, they have to start over again, and he's, like, sweating. So this is what this is what I'm curious about. So now that he's reverted mm-hmm. back to his human form, uh, they say, oh, it must be very painful. I guess that's because of his injury or his, his illness His, like, before. mysterious ailment. That's what I interpreted it as. Okay. So if you, you can become a squid, you can live pain-free and, and healthy, but you're just a squid. You're just a squid, But man. then at the end of the movie, I believe he's human. I, I'm jumping ahead because there's a joke of both of them being human. Right, yeah. So maybe, you know, it, maybe his mysterious ailment was like psychological as well. That's <laughs> possible, knows? yeah. Not really explained that much, but no. okay, so we get to the big match and then the, yeah. twist, the twist is... Bad guy shows up and he's an octopus. <laughs> so <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> so yeah, earlier on, his manager, uh, Iwata's manager, had uh, taken Taguchi aside and said, you know, if you want to win this match, you're going to have to come with me to, I think it was Pakistan or something like that. Yeah. For practice and meditation. And then, yeah, he shows up in the ring as an octopus. So it's squid versus octopus. <laughs> and it's a pretty <laughs> and good it's just fight. Like, People like like slapping tentacles on each other. (laughs) I think he turns human at one point. Or is that later on? What was that? He he turns back into a human because he's like, I'm so scared. Oh, no, that's later on. So I'm jumping ahead. But Squid versus Octopus sounds like an asylum movie. Am I right? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be like Mega Squid versus Croca Octopus <laughs> yeah. or something like that. I think at one and point he like suck. at one point he like uh, squirts ink into his face. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's the most illegal move in wrestling. <laughs> I was just yeah. waiting for that. I'm like, oh come on, they're gonna like spray. Yep. 
my friend Adam is really into wrestling, and when we would hang out back at the video store where we worked, he would always show me videos, and he'd become, like, obsessed with, like, the worst things, like wrestlers hypnotizing other wrestlers. <laughs> illegal. Um, yeah, there's one where it's, that's the most illegal move in wrestling, and it's a wrestler takes off a luchador mask to reveal he's a werewolf underneath. <laughs> Man, wrestling is wild. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, uh, where, where can you go with these storylines, you know? At some I point? know. It, you have to do it like five hours a week. I have a book at home. It's called Wrestle Crap, and it's like all the worst <laughs> wrestling gimmicks. Like, um, <laughs> the the most famous one is the Shockmaster, which has made a big deal, even though it's not really, is that they like built up this guy, and then he like burst out of a wall, but he tripped, and his helmet fell off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. And the helmet is just like a stormtrooper helmet they like painted with glitter. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Or like what was another gimmick is like there's a giant egg in the arena and for weeks and weeks it's like we don't know what it is and then it breaks and it's just a giant turkey man like in a, it's like I think it's the goofy gobbler was his name. <laughs> oh my god. I mean RoboCop has wrestled, Chucky has wrestled, the killer doll Oh, that's right. Hey, Donald Trump has wrestled. That's right. Uh, David Arquette won the belt. Oh, because he was promoting that stupid wrestling movie that he was doing. Yes, and that's haunted him since then. There's a new (laughs) documentary coming out called David Arquette. I think it's You Can't Kill David Arquette. What? It's about him getting into the indie wrestling scene after a heart attack, like, a few years ago. Oh, my God. Remember that article? Like, he slit his throat? What? I had no idea about any of this. I know nothing about David Arquette. Yeah, David Arquette was like just doing like a local wrestling show and it was like a death match, which are the ones that are extra violent. And I think somebody like just, it was an accident, it wasn't on purpose, like slit like his artery on his throat. So like literally Luke Perry was there and he like grabbed David Arquette and they went in the hospital, Luke Perry and Arquette together. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Well, I forgot to mention one other thing. We know, we know a friend who actually, we have a friend who is a wrestler. Mm-hmm. He's like a like a smaller time wrestler, I think. I don't know, um, in, in Canada. Uh, and his name is Big Big Cat Henson, I think. I think so. <laughs> and he wears a cat suit. But that's pretty cool that like, that, 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 that you can be a wrestler, like anyone can be a wrestler and that can be like your, you, you can live your dream. You know? Well, I, it's funny I, when I w- worked on The Wild, that was like a Disney movie directed by my friend uh, Steve Williams, uh, Spaz is his nickname. His buddy would show up from time to time uh, who was a stuntman and uh, he would work on all these big movies. He was in like X-Men 2 um, you know, and uh, Stryker's men storm the X-Mansion and then Wolverine pins the guy to the fridge. Mm-hmm. And stabs him? Stabs him. He was that guy. Uh, I forget his name, but he wrestled in Japan as a, <laughs> a wrestler called the Android. <laughs> <laughs> and he would show up. We would do beer uh, beer Fridays. So like the whole office would go to the, the cafeteria and have beer and stuff like that. And he would show up from time to time. He could drink a lot. He was a really, really big guy. And uh, yeah, he would bring along his mask, the android. Oh, like a robot mask. (laughs) Yeah, he would just like put it over his head. It was kind of like a luchador mask, but he'd wear it Mm. while he was drinking and stuff. And he could take the mouth off so he could drink. That's and then would he, like, suplex you? He'd yeah. He'd be like, hey, Colin, oh! No, he'd always pick me up, and he's like, yeah, like, come here, and he'd grab me by the belt, and he'd always, like, pick you up over, like, your head and stuff like that. 
You know, the funny thing is the only reason I know what a suplex is is from an anime I watched. <laughs> Jap- Japan again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, he would he would that was this thing. He would pick you up and he could pick up Spaz, and Spaz was like a really, really big guy, big yeah. beefy guy. And he would just do it when he was drunk as as a gag. And then we were out one time with uh this guy Ken Kurtzinger, who played Jason in Freddy vs. Jason. Mm. Oh yes, he's the guy a, who stole Kane Hodder's role. Exactly, yeah. yeah. He's really big, like he's six foot mm-hmm. five or six or something like that. And uh, yeah, this guy picked him up by the belt and lifted him over the shoulder, like at a bar. Oh my god, it's just insane. And I was like, oh my god, is your story going to end with you? He's like, and then he died two weeks later <laughs> in a tragic <laughs> wrestling incident. <laughs> Well, I mean, wrestling of, is like so dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a I need wrestler. to warn people. April was like, um, she's like, anybody can be a wrestler. I want to oh. be like, no, 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 nobody should be a wrestler. That's a, <laughs> yeah. good, that's a good point. We just happen to know somebody who does it. But uh, it, you were going to talk about Takayama, right? Who yeah, appears as himself in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, who I saw him and he's like, they interview him about this big octopus versus squid fight. And uh well, it's before they knew it was going to be an octopus. And they're just getting his opinion. And I was like, that guy must be a wrestler. He looks like life. a wrestler. You can just tell, mm. you know? Yeah. His, and, his, wait, you, did you guys not do any research on him? I yeah. did. So we were watching the okay. movie and I was looking him up. Because you could just tell, like, his nose yeah. is kind of offset. His mouth, you know, it looks like the guy's been beaten up, like, badly. But then mm. uh, I found out he was paralyzed. So he was wrestling yeah. and then landed on his head, I think, and broke his spine. I or? think the neck, because that's like, severs it. Because mm-hmm. he's paralyzed from the neck down. Yeah. So so ooh. that's really sad. Um, but what's really funny about that small scene is that he was wearing a Toys R Us t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just find that funny. Wait, are Toys R Us completely gone now? That's what I heard. Ah, I for for know. a while they were keeping the babies R Us's open, mm. and the only reason I know this is because I have a lot of friends who are young mothers who are like, ah, I go there for all my stuff. But I think they, I think they went under. Yeah, I remember they yeah. shut down, but I don't know. I I thought there was some way they were saved or something like that, or it was going to be online only. I don't know. There's a Toys R Us in a mall near my house, but I guess I won't go be checking that for at least, I don't know, uh, four to six months. <laughs> four to six weeks, at least. No, man, this is the time to go Ooh, I hate to break it to you, April. No, I, I, I have a, I'm, a, I'm optimistic about this pandemic. I think that everyone is doing the right thing by staying home, but I'm really hoping that by like April 1st, Things are going to start to reopen, but... Oh, I don't think so. No, you know, on April 1st, there's going to be a lot of terrible April Fool's jokes about coronavirus. <laughs> yes, there are. April well, because we're recording this on the 17th, and people say that in about five days is when people are going to start getting sick who have had it for like two weeks. It's possible, yes. Yeah, so they're thinking like another month or so is going to be... Mm-hmm. But, you know... China is already seeing a decline, and we're doing all the right things, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, unlike China, we're not a um, dictatorship that they can just like uh, uh, nail people into their (laughs) their homes, apartments and stuff. Yes, but um, they've mandated that all the restaurants and gyms and stuff close down pretty much But everywhere. Doug Ford, our premier, said that the malls can stay open. Oh, Wait. my God. You didn't hear that? No. Wait, that was today? Yeah. He, so he said everything can close except the malls? The malls, yes. What? This is what I'm saying. Like These retail stores are not essential services, so they should not be open. And people are being forced to work there because they need money, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, uh, it's oh, not that's right. Terrible. Well, Doug Ford, he's not a smart man. No, he is not. Okay, we're still right, doing so. the Canadian commentary. We're slamming <laughs> the premiere on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, you take that. Doug Ford. Except 
brother of If you're Barack a conservative Martin. listener, we know that you're one of the good ones. <laughs> exactly. All our listeners <laughs> yeah. are, are our No, wait, wait. Only Patreon subscribers. Yeah. If you're not a Patreon They're subscriber, really you're good bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, let's get into the second half of the movie. So obviously, Squid uh, uh, Calamari wins the octopus versus squid match. Yeah, and then and I, he I, becomes a big star. I well, thought we were winding. You down. say obviously, yeah, but he could have lost and then had to like regain his honor. He kind of almost lost, but then uh, mm-hmm. he, he comes back, and this is where, around the time when I realized that this movie is an amalgamation of the first three Rocky movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to a T. Yeah. Wait, I gotta say, yeah, to a uh, Mr. Mr. T. T. <laughs> Good one. What was your favorite part, April? Um, well, I, I'm going to go for something a little different because there's so many good things about this. I'm going to say yeah. the music. Ooh. Um, because first of all, this uh, show has a awesome uh, opening credit song. Um, what is it called in an anime? It's called like OTP or something. Oh, you know. would know. <laughs> I forget. Why are you asking us? Um, I forget what it's called, but uh, basically it's like an animated opening with credits and a cool pop song. And this movie mm. has it. But also throughout the movie, there's a really good mix of like sincere stuff and like songs that kind of sound like like their video game music almost like mm-hmm. a, like a, hmm. like a Street Fighter kind of like arcade game when they're like uh, wrestling and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I just think it was very perfectly uh, matching. Uh, it was very appropriate for this movie. And obviously they didn't have a lot of money, so they didn't like spend a lot of money on it, but they didn't need to because it was just perfect. It yeah. matched. They, they What's your favorite part, Colin? Oh, the costumes. <laughs> I thought that we were only going to get one big rubber costume, and we ended up getting three. three. Yeah. Which are Yeah, great. because, I mean, we can jump into the story where suddenly uh, Calamari is on a date, and a new challenger steps up. A new nowhere. challenger approaches and ambushes him on the street and punches him out. <laughs> and it's because it's Squilla Boxer. Squilla Boxer, which is hilarious. And it's this really like high-pitched voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, squilla so, I'm guessing is a lobster like creature. It's like It's a, actually a shrimp. a shrimp. Oh, that's yeah. a shrimp. Yeah, a squilla yeah. mantis I think is like the hmm. it's a type of shrimp. Yeah, I actually tried to love like a squilla expression and yes it is. It is actually the name for a kind of mantis shrimp. Okay, so it would be like if we called it like the prawn boxer or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Not it doesn't really roll off the tongue. How about prawn l- boxer? Lang- lang- langoustine boxer. Langoustine Whoa. boxer. That's a kind of shrimp. Ooh, is it like the French? Uh, I think so. I have to say that my favorite part though is at one point the squid goes on a date and he wears like little glasses. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> the thing is, his eyes are huge, so they don't get yeah. big glasses. They get tiny regular sized glasses. And he does say, how could anybody recognize me in my disguise? Yeah. (laughs) Another favorite part is when the squid does a double take. And it's really hard to do that in a gigantic squid outfit. But he does it. He does it. And it's hilarious. Like the squid is not only just like immobile, but its eyes do blink every now and then. Yeah, which are really cool. He's got some, that's the thing I liked about the suit is that the eyes are kind of expressive a little. Like he's always Mm -hmm. like kind of squinting. You can tell when he's angry or like seething with anger. It can't do much, but what it can do, it, it works. It's pretty expressive. I think it's really funny. And then it comes to the big final match between the squid, the squid and the shrimp. Yeah. And the shrimp is a boxer. He's got little boxing gloves. Yeah, that doesn't seem fair. The squid is at a disadvantage. 
Yeah. And the box, I I mean, wrestling, I don't know if there's any particular rules, because the whole idea is that, like, the rules get just thrown out the window anyway. Yeah. Because, like, the ref is not looking, or he's bought off, so. When you have, like, a squid fighting, you know, a shrimp with boxing gloves. <laughs> what do they call it? Like, the seafood special match The seafood special. <laughs> yeah. But what happens is uh, Octopus Man is no longer an octopus because he lost, so he's reverted back to a man, and he... Uh, you know, he, he becomes he, the Apollo he, Creed of this movie. He's, so. he, no, well, yes. He, so he gets like, he's like drunk in a bar and the reporter is like, you know, Squid needs your help. He's going to die in that ring if you don't help him. And so he decides to train yeah. so, Calamari. Yeah, so it's like the former champion coming back, just like Apollo Creed kind of training, uh, training Rocky. Uh, There's a great line where he's like, if the squid loses, you'll never be able to defeat him. Yeah, it really puts it into perspective for him. And then he decides to do that. And uh, one thing I wanted to mention is that the thing about this movie is that it's kind of um, it's kind of PG. Like you could like there's some like fighting in it, but it's not violent. No. And the only thing that's a little bit on edge is that scene in the bar where the guy is like saying to those women, like, "You ever had sex with an octopus before? Oh, yeah. I can use my suckers on you." And like that's as that's as like lewd as it gets. Yeah. Otherwise, it's very it's very kind of goofy and like, funny. This could play on like a child's television network or something. You know? uh, I was yeah. gonna say that it was horrifying when finally they get in the ring and the squid and the shrimp boxer duke it out oh yeah the the final move is the a squid ripping the shrimp's arms off <laughs> yeah, yeah which right. we're okay with because it's a crustacean hey children eat shrimp in restaurants <laughs> that's right hey we just but had screaming in agony recently. yeah but do you like you find this like little shrimp arm with like a boxing glove on it <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> you go to mandarin buffet something <laughs> But uh, I love that scene that you were talking about earlier, Justin, in the cafe, um, because the it's like the squid is now like full of himself. He's going shopping. He's ordering champagne. Women are going up to him and getting uh, uh, autographs. Also, there's like uh, squid versus octopus, like ramen noodles you can buy. Yeah, we're both flavors. Squid and octopus yeah, are yeah. together. And you see all the, the wrestling bosses like uh, eating the ramen and stuff and all their lips and teeth are covered in like ink. So he's got the yeah. corporate sponsorship and that's supposed to show that he's become soft. But it was kind of like Rocky three. Exactly. Yeah, he becomes exactly. this rich sort of celebrity. But what I don't understand is the whole like he gave into his desires and then he turned back into a human the first um, round uh, uh, act. Why didn't that happen in the second act when he's like living the high life? He's he's given into desires all over the place. Right. He says it. He says, I am more in control now. At one point, it's a- it's asked of him. I, uh, yeah, and I think yeah. the uh, the former manager kind of uh, meets him in the hallway at one point, and he says, "Oh, mm. you know, you're looking well. Look like you've got control of your desires." So even though he's like a big celebrity, he's not like he's he's uh, he's in control of his destiny <laughs> or whatever. Uh, I, I, sure, I, yeah, sure. or his desires. Let's he's go with not that. eaten by lust. He's eaten by the need to win. These are not very hard and hard you know, and fast fast rules. rules. Yes. The whole Who humans knows? turning into things is not really explained, but that's okay. You and know? it's kind yeah, of at one point. Uh, I think it's on their date. Uh, you know, when he's after he won the match and he's a huge celebrity now, he kind of mentions that his mother was a geisha. And he mm. never knew who his father was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like planting the seeds. Um, and then the uh, yeah, <laughs> Squilla. He tears Squilla's arms off, and then and then Squilla starts to like. 
um, smoke. And I was like, oh, is he going to turn into Super Squilla? <laughs> <laughs> he steams. One can hope. Yeah. You've seen too many uh, Godzilla movies, I think. No, uh, <laughs> that's the ending of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> oh, is it really? Oh. You, well, you, oh, yeah. So at the end, Shredder like uses the ooze on himself to turn into Super Shredder, right. played by a wrestler. I think Kevin Nash. Oh really? Oh, Nash, yeah. yeah, he turns into a ra- into Super Shredder and then just kind of like knocks some pillars over and like the building falls on top of him. No, oh. defeated. So not even a big fight or anything. Defeated mm-hmm. by his own strength. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so the steam parts. Squilla opens to reveal <gasps> it's the manager. But without his glasses and fake mustache, they now recognize yeah. him as Godozan, who is like a famous old wrestler from way back in the day. They've been talking about the whole movie and saying like he started the wrestling craze, I guess, in Japan. Mm-hmm. And then they walk up to each other and they do, I don't know if you guys are aware of the test of strengths kind of stuff where you slap the other person. Oh yeah, okay, that's what they were doing. Yeah, or you like grab the hands and basically like if you watch any wrestling match, wrestlers can't, like go hard the entire time so there's a bunch of like time filling stuff they'll do Mm -hmm. at the beginning of matches just so they can catch their breath yeah and they can just kind of like ramp up to the big moves right right but before i was like oh is it gonna be a whole other wrestling match nope because a big reveal happens yeah so this man embraces the two fighters who are now human now squid has turned back into a human right yeah um and says what does he say? My he's, sons. He's like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm both of, of your fathers. Sons. I didn't yeah. I didn't know that they were related. I didn't know they were brothers. Maybe they didn't know. Nope. No, they didn't know. <laughs> Never hinted at. No. <laughs> yeah, so that's the end of that, and everyone cheers. And then the real ending is, uh, what's his name? Uh, Calamari. Calamari, human now, which yeah, is human he's girlfriend. Human now. He's he's with his girlfriend, probably now wife, and they had a baby, and it's a little baby squid. <laughs> yeah, they don't show it, but it's like silhouetted by the sun, and, and you it's, see that she's holding a baby, so and then cute. he comes and holds it up, and it's like the I kept expecting him to like chow down on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very tongue in cheek, and it's just a very adorable, cute ending, and uh, it, it it I felt like it was like a feel-good movie it has mm-hmm. all the fun of like sure. a sports movie Definitely. with a, a rubber monster movie which is you know you'd see in a horror movie although this is not a horror movie yeah you know it's 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 very fun very kind of charming uh and i just like the tone i like the fact that it takes itself for the most part very seriously just like a straight-ahead drama mm-hmm. and you could you could easily just swap out the calamari with just a human and it really wouldn't affect I, yeah, it probably wouldn't be as interesting. But yeah, definitely not. The structure is there because you've seen you've seen this story a million times before. It's just mm-hmm. you know an extra little bit of flavor. It's like oh, yeah, it's right. a shrimp, mm. but it wouldn't affect the story in the most part. Some seafood <laughs> flavor. Yum yum. Uh, yeah, they'd have to change the name. Of course, it couldn't be calamari wrestler, unless he really liked eating calamari. <laughs> yeah, he just <laughs> loves like chowing down. Have you God. guys ever had calamari? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like uh, in the big kind of like, because you see it in this movie, like flattened kind of stuff. No. That was like calamari jerky. Um, yeah. I don't think you can get that here, maybe in Chinatown. Mm. I'm sure. Yeah. I've, I've never had it that way. That looked like a giant, it was like a big dried piece of, I mean, it I, wasn't even a piece. It was like a full, I'd full squid. I'd eat it. It looked good. Uh, it didn't look good to me. It's like a big piece of leather that was shaped like a squid. Yeah, well, I yeah. love um, battered and fried calamari, and I, I really enjoy grilled calamari as well, but it's hard to 
it's I, I'm a little more wary about ordering that because it has to be cooked perfectly for it to be really good. Yeah, if it's overdone, it's just like eating rubber rings. It's really mm-hmm. gross. I think oh, that's I the kind that say, most is people it poison. Have. If it's Whoop. not, it's just chewy. Yeah. No, it's just yeah. The texture is just it's like eating an eraser rubber. Or Wait, something. Justin, can you not have calamari? It's not a show. No, no fit. seafood. It's Nothing not a under fit. the sea. So anything anything from the sea you can't eat. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Bummer. Mm. What if I threw I want- a hamburger into the sea? Well, I wouldn't eat that hamburger. You know, I can eat things out of lakes, ponds, or pools. So uh, <laughs> alligator and crocodile are fine, I assume. So you what can if- eat like trout and stuff? No, no, I can't. I'm so being sarcastic. What if I throw a hamburger into a pool? I'm going to eat that hamburger. <laughs> yum, the yum. Chlorine, the chlorine disinfects it. Uh, yeah, yeah, but then so right. with the salt in the, in the sea. Yeah, extra salt. Mm. Don't have to season it. I just want to thank the Patreon subscriber who recommended this movie. Great pick. And uh, as as Justin, you said earlier when when we we, when I told you guys that you're like, oh, it's not really a bad movie. And that's Mm. right. It's not. But um, I can see somebody like scrolling past this and being like the calamari wrestler. And there's like a picture of like the 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 costume on front. And yes, it's it's I could see anybody thinking this is stupid. This is silly and not Mm. giving it a chance. But once you give it a chance, I I just find it so heartwarming. Yeah, it's definitely if you saw the uh, the cover of the DVD, you would probably scroll past it or I I think mm -hmm. so think in your mind. Oh, God, this is gonna be one of those asylum movies. But it's definitely not. It's really fun. Very charming. Yeah. Very cute. All right. I guess now we wrap things up as we stare off into the distance. Yeah. Um, So uh, that was for our listener request month. uh, Sorry. Listener request episode for our bad movie lottery. So if you head on over to the Patreon and you subscribe at the $2 level, you can uh, be part of the draw that happens, uh, as we say, every few months. And at the $5 level, you get a little bonus episode every two weeks. And uh, this one... Uh, next week is going to be on a couple of Gerard Butler movies. One in particular. Should we spoil it? Yeah, spoil it. We want people oh. to become no, no. Let's, subscribers. Let's make a game of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, if you can, if you can guess right, uh, <laughs> we'll you give win you a no uh, prize. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Wait, have you guys ever heard vibes. of what a no prize is? Yeah, so Marvel used to do this thing where it'd be like, uh, the Punisher says his favorite gun is the forty-five, but then later on he says his favorite gun is a Uzi. Which one is it, Marvel? And then if you sent them a letter, they would say, oh, congratulations, you found a mistake. You win a no prize. And they would send you an envelope that says no prize, and there's nothing inside of it. <laughs> well, they took the effort to actually send something. <laughs> yes. It's just a that. big piece of Stanley's poop. I love that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um. Well, uh, just uh, a quick, you know, wrap up as far as like, you know, the, the quarantine and the uh, social distancing that's happening right now. We're going to keep recording. Um, so still going to have uh, uh, episodes uh, every two weeks and then the Patreons every two weeks because we can record remotely. And so we're staying in and staying safe. Um we, uh, <laughs> I uh, am a freelancer, so working from home, home is actually normal for me. Um, but there's not a lot of work right now because there aren't really any productions going on. So uh, it's been pretty quiet around here. But uh, <laughs> if I can give any advice to anybody else who's stuck at home, it's um, 
try and just like get up and get moving a little bit. There's a lot of free uh, workouts on YouTube and stuff that you can do, you know, from your home, from a small office. It doesn't take any equipment and uh, it really helps kind of uh, break the day apart. And so you're not just staring at your computer all day or, or watching TV all day and that's my advice and watch anime because anime goes by really fast because they're only 22 minutes per episode i'm going to try to do little <laughs> little things around the house that's that's your advice little little things around little the house? projects that have been putting off like you know fixing holes in walls and stuff like that no work and no play <laughs> <laughs> calling a dull boy justin what about you uh what have you been up to this uh this quarantine uh the same thing i always do i work from home as well so no changes yeah, but do you have any any advice for people who are who are bored? Uh, the same thing you said. Just like do exercise, even in quarantine, you can still go for walks, mm-hmm. and as long as you don't get close to anybody, basically, and you wash your hands when you get home. Yeah, mm-hmm. but exactly. If, if you stay in and you do nothing, you just sit in a chair the entire time. You will go nuts. Yeah, yeah. And also, you have to form a schedule, or and like do different things because that will also like really bug you if you don't. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Much like uh, um, Colin has a real problem with this. When we sit down and we say, uh, oh, let's watch a movie, you end up scrolling through movies for like an hour and then you you can't pick anything. (laughs) So say like, okay, I'm going to get up. uh, I'm going to eat breakfast. I'm going to watch this show. Then Mm -hmm. I'm going to work out for a bit. Then I'm going to watch this movie and then I'm going to do this and maybe also try and read a little bit. Yeah, just keep a routine. Something I'm not doing enough of. Read books. (laughs) It's it's good to... I, I know it's it's definitely hard, but it's good to to not look at a screen for a bit, or like you said, go for a walk and listen to a podcast, and not even mm. our podcast, just any podcast. All right, yeah, uh, that's okay, it for us. yeah, that's it for this week. So uh, if you want to tweet at us, we're at No Such Thing Pod, and you can send us an email at uh, No Such Thing as a Bad Movie at gmail and my Twitter and Instagram is at April at Mansky. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Decluj, D-E-C-L-O-U-X, the letter J, or uh, listen to the Important Cinema Club every week, or follow me on Letterboxd, just Justin DeClue. And you can follow me on Twitter, I'm Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, and thank you to all our patrons, our patrons over on Patreon, and uh, all our regular subscribers. And I just want to say to everyone, um, stay positive, stay safe. And stay sane. I'm April Atmansky. I'm Justin DeClue. And I'm Colin Cunningham. And there's no such thing as a bad movie. Oh, Wolf Cop. <laughs> <laughs> that goes way back. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>